Hi there, I'm Tom Schultz, host of Voices of Montana, an issue-oriented newsmaker radio program heard weekdays on 18 radio stations with 27 signals all across the Treasure State. Thanks for clicking on the podcast. Please subscribe and we'll do our best to keep you connected. We're also on Facebook at Voices of Montana and on the Internet at VoicesOfMontana.com, where I'd love to hear from you. Contact me at Tom at VoicesOfMontana.com. All right, you want some data? We'll have some data here to throw out. We've been talking about the cost of inadequate child care in Montana. I mean, it's there's an economic impact here, but more so than just the economic impact, and we'll throw some of those numbers out there, it's it's the lifestyle impact. It's the, the relationship impact as well for inadequate child care. There's more than just plain dollars and cents when it comes to it. It's about It's about keeping your employees and also keeping them happy, and that means... You know, having more consideration for where they are in the world today. Many workers struggling to find child care services in Montana. Employers say it's one of the biggest hurdles in the current labor market. We look at that issue today and learn more about Zoot Enterprises. That's a Bozeman-based uh, software firm, data center. They employ around 300 people. Tony Rosanova, president of Zoot, is here to, to join us, talk about the organization's approach to that problem as the company grew and eventually tackled their own labor issues by building and operating an employee-based child care facility. That today on Voices of Montana. We chatted with um, uh, Tony Rosanova a little while ago uh, in, in Helena, the capital there, to talk about child care solutions. They were there. Tony was part of a panel um, that discussed, uh, you know, how businesses come up with some of these child care solutions or work through them. Unique in in, um, in the respect that this is a company that eventually, in tackling their own labor issues, decided, well, look, we're going to help our employees by having an employer-based child care facility. I'm, I'm interested in that journey. More to talk about here. Let's welcome back Tony Rosanova. Tony, sir, how are you? I'm doing great. Good morning, Tom. Thank Thanks. you for uh, taking the time. Oh, thank you for being here. Appreciate that. We did chat, and we just kind of got a taste of, of of the what of um you know what you have there and kind of how you manage it. But I'm really interested in that journey and how you got there. And 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 while we're at it, let's talk about your business too, Tony, because uh, that is I think a prototypical one of the earlier Montana um, tech companies that just it. You had a, a pretty good growth spurt there, about 300 employees now. And you were ahead of, of the curve, I think, when it comes to crediting uh, or the uh, the instant credit decisioning for a lot of years. That's where you got your start. But uh, tell me tell me about Zoot Enterprises. Sure. Well, I, Zoot is a, is a fantastic story. Yeah. It was founded by a Montana native, Billings native. He, he grew up there. He went to Eastern, graduated from Eastern. His name's Chris Nelson. And Chris uh, had the opportunity to uh, live and work where he grew up, and he didn't have to leave Montana 35 years ago when he got his degree. And what he did is he took an opportunity presented to him by a small bank to build something and start his own business. And in that effort, he essentially was entrepreneurial. He was hardworking, all things that you think of when you think of Montana. And he took a chance, and he built a, a credit decisioning platform and essentially built a language to do that. And what's so exciting about that is that he did that and got recognition nationally because a small credit union and then a credit union association picked up his idea, and he got in a car and he drove to 4,000 credit unions with a floppy disk, and he deployed his little um, solution to them. Wow. And 
made a difference, essentially automated a manual process. We all go and we want to get a car loan or a credit card or a mortgage. And it used to be a very manual process. And that process would be they'd pull your credit report, you'd sit there in front of the loan officer, they'd probably check the color of your tie and figure out if they trusted you enough, and then made a decision. And what, what our software did was made that decision instantly for them in two seconds or less anywhere in the world. Where did that lead? That led from Little Credit Union to American Express to Valley National Bank to um, the top five banks in the U.S. We deployed a system into Europe 13 years ago, and now we process globally. Out of Bozeman and Billings, Montana, and we have offices in both, 95% of our staff are in Montana right now. We have a few remote employees, and we have some people in Europe. But right now, we process in 194 countries, and we process about a billion transactions a year. <laughs> that's, that's a pretty incredible number. Um, and, and every one of those billion transactions, um, they have to be correct, right? 100% correct yeah. and safe and secure. Yeah. And so it's so important when we're dealing with your personal information and your financial information or your medical information that it is highly secure. And that is our single number one goal is 100% transaction processing integrity in a safe, secure environment. You go to ZootSolutions.com for more information. You'll find um, where they're, they're talking about some of their clients, five of the largest U.S. banks, two of the top global e-commerce sites uh, for the top uh, credit card issuers. You, know, you got merchant uh, acquisitions, retail, and, and even, even into healthcare. Um, and, and that's sort of the journey that I'm, uh, we're interested in talking about as well because as you expand into those areas, you have to take on new employees. And I find that you guys have placed a real, real high value on employees. Is that right? That's correct. I mean, it, when, when you think of our company, I hope you think of a family-run business that, run, that leads that business with its heart and it cares about the people that work in the business, not for the business, in the business, because we're all a team. And Chris developed a company that respected and honored families and has passed that culture on to me and to all of our employees. And so caring for your family and the problems that face families is paramount in our strategic direction. What did you do from that business standpoint to prove that? Well, we didn't take acquisition offers that would have moved Zoot out of Montana. We stayed here and, and we turned those offers down time and time again because we wanted to live and work in Montana and we wanted to provide jobs to Montana. And then we started creating alternative work schedules, and that was 20 years ago, mm -hmm. trying to figure out alternative shifts and things like that. And then we put family first every time. And so there was never a circumstance that we have so far that if you're dealing with a family issue, we said, no, come to work first. And so we created a culture that does that. 21 years ago, we tried to create a daycare. And so we formed a nonprofit and we got that off the ground. And that almost worked. But unfortunately, because we were a board member to the nonprofit, not more vested with it, it didn't work perfectly. Mm. So five years ago, we formed our own employer-owned daycare on-site in our building as employees of our company taking care of the children of our employees and also the neighboring businesses. And we've got 18 neighboring businesses that are now members there. And we actually fund a daycare 
fully uh, zero to five and PIR days and summer camps for employees of the local businesses, including our own employees. I want to talk about how you got to that point as well. Tony Rosanova is with us, president of Zoot Enterprises. Again, um, uh, do it just a ton of different things. And now in um, really a global provider of these advanced uh, organization acquisition and uh, decision management solutions there. Um, Brian Bennett, by the way, headline news upcoming here. <laughs> he utters three words that, um, or just two words, it's four words, sorry, pardon me. Tax season has begun. Uh, that that scared me a little bit, but uh, we'll have headline news with him here in just a bit. Tony, the the, the journey here then, um, when did you recognize, now you, you tried a, a nonprofit, you said that 21 years ago, and that you probably learned an awful lot uh, through that process as well. But when did you, when did you recognize that Zoot Enterprises was not going to be able to launch into the merchant market or the healthcare market or the retail market, whatever it was that you were facing um, without making your own business solutions to the child care problem? Yeah, I would say um, easily over 20 years ago, we knew what was causing us grief. Mm-hmm. Um, 15 years ago, we had ridden with the daycare nonprofit we had, and it, it just wasn't happening. As Bozeman and Billings started to become places that the rest of the world found out and wanted to join, we started seeing the high cost of living and the cost of housing go up. And what we knew is that we couldn't tackle that problem with the resources we had effectively, but we could absolutely start talking about impact on women in our workforce, impact on families to our employees, and we could do that by putting our resources in a more surgical and strategic place, and that was childcare. And so that's been 15 years to 10 years, and we really made a full commitment when we were looking at high high salaries, high cost of living, and then in in Montana, I mean, there's 42,000 kids that need a spot, and there are 24,000 spots in daycare today. And wow. that's not something that happened today. How hard was that decision, Tony? I mean, uh, businesses don't take decisions lightly. So you, you, you try to get all the data. Um, and, and maybe maybe it would have been hard uh, 25 years ago, but when you initiated it, um, maybe it was a no-brainer by that time. Yeah. By that time, you know what the decision was based on? It was based specifically on the women in our workforce were having to decide to go home Mm. and leave the workforce. And we were losing the talent and the diversity of our population because they were having to choose work or family. And we just knew there had to be a way to choose both. And so it wasn't a financial decision for us. It was an employee decision for us. And we knew that if we could retain those those talented people in our workforce, our business would grow. And we knew that when we lost their talent, it slowed our business down. How did and that it really negatively impacted recruiting? Yeah, I mean, as much as you you want to share about it, how did how did that um, um, impact financially? I mean, the the cost of that probably uh, quite a bit of it up front, um, and then maybe the return of it a bit later on. Uh, but again, as with every decision in business, there's going to be a financial impact. Uh, how did that kind of fare? Uh, it was very direct. In no uncertain terms, having your own daycare is a very expensive business. Mm. Our daycare can currently has about 70 children in it, and that daycare runs a million-dollar budget a year. And in order to keep the price down, in order to comply with regulations from the state that, frankly, we think – we're getting a little help on, but we need a lot more help from legislature on. Mm-hmm. Uh, staffing is hard. And so it, we had to make a decision. Are we doing this because it's the right thing to do? 
are we doing this because it's a financially sound thing to do. So on the financials, it is expensive and we lose money. In the overall health and wellness of our community and our business, it's the best decision we made. Tony Rosanova is with us, president of Zoot Enterprises, um, zootsolutions.com. We're talking about childcare solutions, but we'll also get talking about the company as well uh, since 1990. It's been around, started sort of a grassroots operation and now with 300 employees. Tony, again, I, I appreciate you, you being here. I'm going to throw some of these uh, these figures out, and I know that uh, you, you probably are pretty familiar with them. And we've talked about them since the BBER, the Bureau of Business and Economic Research, did this study back in 2020 uh, about the economic impact. And it's not just about the economic impact. As Tony had noted, um, there are real benefits. There's real uh, connectivity benefits. There's real family benefits. And in their childcare solution, but Montana's business has lost 55 million. They say they, they loses 55 million annually because of what they're just calling inadequate childcare. Uh, that's a ton. And those are figures. Uh, when you look at, um, how taxpayers are being now engaged in, in a public private partnership for childcare solutions, um, Taxpayers lose a total of 32 million annually due to inadequate childcare. Those are figures that indicate um, we we do have a stake in it as as a collective, so to speak. So um, I, I I think the the argument over you know whether government can fund childcare solutions I, I think that weighs heavy in that argument. But that's not the only way to tackle childcare solutions. And Tony Rosanova and Zoot Enterprises here talking about a, a, a solution that they came up with. And, and, and more than just that, Tony, I want to talk about the benefits as well um, of, of, uh, and the way you approach this. But you talked about something earlier, too, called flexible work arrangements. Um, and as we're noting, those are some options that employees – were they difficult? Um, uh, is that something where the legislature can can maybe – weigh in a little bit more in helping employees with these flexible work arrangements? Yeah, I don't know about the legislature. I think yeah. it's your business. Your business has to start with what do you need? What is your core responsibility, competency of your business? And then how can you be accommodating? And so to be clear, when we talk about flexible work at Zoot and our related companies, what we're talking about is trying to understand what you need to do to to be the best teammate you can at work, and what do you need to do to be the best parent, spouse, brother, sister, son, daughter at home, and how can we just add a little bit of flexibility to that, meaning different start times, different end times, take a little bit longer time during the day because there's a priority you have to do. What we didn't do is just go to a whole remote work environment, and in fact, as a company, that's not something that works fantastically for us. Yeah. We count on working with each other face-to-face, and, and the, the value of working together face-to-face is tremendous for us. But understanding that I may also have some pressure because my mom's sick or I need to take my child somewhere. And just through open communication about your work schedule and a willingness for the team to flex with you, as well as management, has created a more dynamic environment for us rather than saying, you start at 8.30, you take a break at 10.15, you take lunch at 12, and you're gone by 5. Yeah. We, we are just a lot more open to that. And so I think that's a business that can do that almost more than legislation. People say, um, you know, happier employees are more productive employees. It's easy to say. Um, maybe it's a little bit hard to measure. Uh, can you measure it? Can you put some, can you put some sense into that? Um, 
I don't know that I can. I know that we measure productivity. Yeah. And I know that we look to understand engagement. You absolutely, when you've got a great manager to employee relationship, you know if your employees are engaged and whether their productivity is high through body language, through nonverbal communication, and through verbal communication. And when you're a remote situation, you lose all of those cues. And so that's why we, we strive to have people working together in the office. But what we do know is that when we can take things off of the plate, the pressures that our employees are dealing with by providing them a benefit or an alternative option to that, we definitely see engagement go up. And so that's why childcare was such a big deal. Because if you're worried about getting to work at eight o'clock, but your childcare doesn't open until eight o'clock and that means you're going to be late every single day, that's a real problem. So our day, our childcare opens at seven thirty, so that um, the parents can get there, drop their kids off and still get to work on time. Or let the employees work show up at work at eight fifteen or eight thirty so that they can drop their child off when childcare opens, and then make sure that they can get them picked up. Because even as a parent myself, when we were had our kids and we needed childcare, one of the most impactful times of my life was I missed picking my daughter up yeah. because I was in a meeting. And so changing those things for your employees helps the most. And then alternative benefits, work, vacation, PTO, sick leave, health, wellness, mental health counseling, things like that, those are the things that get your employees engaged. Well, you mentioned health and wellness, and we'll we'll talk about that a bit later on. Uh, I'll make sure we save some time for it too, because that's a, another area I think that um, that doors have have opened for Zoot Enterprises and, and your employees. And um, but let's let's switch back to the, the benefits. Then we're, we're we're talking about the cost. It's hard to measure productivity. Costs are, are one thing that you can measure, but again, if it goes into the budget, it's it becomes a, a, a an item that you have to manage, so to speak. What? Yeah. What are the benefits? I mean, I, I, I can imagine if I'm in your shoes, Tony, and I'm seeing uh, employees taking time off to have lunch with their kids right there on site. Um, I feel like um, that's not I feel like we're doing a good thing there. You're exactly right. And that's exactly I mean, one of the best benefits is one, some of the employees that we've gotten to keep in the workforce and the contributions they make to us because their kids are here. And when they drop their kid off or a child off, and then they can go have lunch with them or go take a break with them and enjoy them. Or, frankly, don't take a break with them because maybe you need a break yourself. Right. <laughs> uh, but it's on site. I mean, it's literally across our lobby. When you walk into our building, the child care is on one side. On the other side is where the employee work area is. And so that is fantastic. I myself have benefited from having my children work at Zoot through their high school and college years, mm. and I was able to have lunch with them. And it changes my whole perspective. Um, and so those intangibles outweigh the dollar amount without question. If you are committed to your mission or your vision, and if our, if our objective is to be a family-run business and to be part of our community, then these are the obligations and the commitments you have to make. Talk about then how – you talked about hours, 7.30 to – I suppose the hours are flexible to some degree. Um, you've got employees. Um, how and and then you've got you've got other businesses that um, are also a part of this, so to speak. Talk about the operation. Uh, is, is it called Zoot Enterprises Daycare, or does it have a different name? Uh, it's Zoot Adventure Learning Academy. Nice. Oh, 
uh, <laughs> and it's a wholly owned subsidiary within the business. We get some really terrific, there are some federal tax benefits for employers that um, run child care. They by no means pay for the, the child care, but they sure help. Yeah. We also offer um, discounted rates to our, our employees and our members' employees. And so essentially, if you're paying about $1,500 in Bozeman for a child, we keep our rates at 1000 or $1,100, and then we um, offer a 25 to 30% stipend to our employees as a direct benefit for any employee that uses the child care. So we've done some real meaningful financial impact benefits. And then what we did is we opened up our entire benefit package. So we really started trying to tackle wellness because we're having an extremely expensive medical um, benefit and insurance um, premiums. And about seven years ago, we went after that and we became self-funded. And then we took another step and said, well, if we're the ones paying the bills, then what are we going to do as a company to try to help our employees be healthier so that we can start changing the trajectory of health and wellness within our own employees? And so we fortunately met a young man out of Billings, Montana named Nick Pertwee, and he grew up in that community, and he started a small business called Healthy is Wellness, and it health coaches our employees in lifestyle and behavior changes so that they can become a better version of themselves. And we have expanded that business over the past six years to where we coach county governments, city governments, hospital systems, large employers, small employers, individuals all over the state of Montana, into the region, and all the way down to Arizona, where we are making a difference through that wellness that our employees were the guinea pigs on, prototyping this business, and then we've been able to launch that business into a more national footprint, helping employers provide a benefit to their employee, where they, instead of saying you're sick, say, how do we make you healthy? Yeah, and I, I saw, as I, I'm sorry, as, as I was reading some uh, some information on that as well, I saw some real cost-saving implications in that. Pretty significant. Yeah. So for example, unfortunately, in the U.S., you can argue this statistic, but about half of us have some risk factors of type 2 diabetes. One individual in your company on your insurance plan, if they turn into a type 2 diabetic because of behavior, and lifestyle, it costs your health plan on average about thirteen to fifteen thousand dollars a year. The techniques, the coaching, and the interactions that we give people can reverse that trend. And it's just on type two diabetes. But engagement goes up, sick leave goes down, people are healthier, and when they're healthier, they're worried about something different. The mantra of the business is: um, if you're sick, you only have one goal, and that's to get better. So why don't we help people not be sick? And then they can start focusing on their life goals. Tony Rosanova, our guest today, president of Zoot Enterprises. And it's just fun to say, I don't know, I'm kind of weird like that, Tony. I like words that are fun to say. Zoot is fun to say. ZootSolutions.com. Um, and we were kind of, kind of. I was thinking, you know, what do you call your Zoot? You call them Zooters, do you? We call them Zooters. We are all Zooters. <laughs> I like it. Um, and, and uh I, well, I want to ask now, where'd the name come from? Well, it's a long story, but uh, Chris, the founder, was um, obviously a computer guy, loved to play practical jokes, and he 
has an older brother in Billings who owns the Northern Hotel and Bernie's in Penn. And Mike Nelson actually had the nickname Zoot from the Muppets. <laughs> but Chris would play jokes, sign them Zoot, and um, try to get his brother in trouble when he was in fourth grade or fifth grade. <laughs> and ultimately, I mean, it's a perfect story, right? He, yeah. he usurped his brother's nickname, so now there are Zoots. Zoot and Zootist. Mike is the Zootist <laughs> in Billings, Montana. Uh, and then they're both really, really good people. I, we we uh, we do uh, so we work with Mike uh, from time to time, and of course with conferences and things, we we see him there at the Northern. A really good family. It doesn't surprise me. They take this this family approach. Um, I love the Zoot Adventure Learning Academy, uh, which is what you call it. And there's more to kind of unpack there. You've got internships. You guys do summer camps. And as I'm thinking, um, you know, you, you probably have toys. I don't know how, what kind of toys lead to, a, you know, what you guys do there. But you're kind of, you, aren't you raising young Zooters there if you can? Oh, of course. I mean, I think that's part of the, the entire culture we have. Um, I mean, my daughters came in and put CD-ROMs in CD drives when they were three and four years old because they were welcome at my work. Yeah. And Chris's son, I mean, Chris founded this company with his son, and his son was involved in business meetings on Wall Street and in Bozeman and was part of the business from, from day one. And Zala just helps us continue that. Whereas the kids come in, they become part of our culture, part of our environment. And then during the summertime, you know, we really focus on this idea that there are two other issues that impact parents. You may not have a child in our child care, but you might have a child that's six years old to 12 or 13. And when PIR days at school where teachers are getting their training and the kids are out of school, that's a direct impact to your employees and what are they going to do with their child care. And so we run a very active PIR program. And then we also run a very active summer camp. And the summer camp is experiential. Those kids are going somewhere, doing something every single day, every single week. And we have just a tremendous response to that because it just shows that there's still this big need for employees to have help with their kids so they can go to work and actually develop and build their own careers too. And so that summer camp helps a ton. And then when you jump into high school and college, we run a very active internship program with the local high schools and the universities around the state. Okay. Not to mention you have an art gallery as well. We, we do have an art gallery. Yeah. Um, there's, there's a little uh, frugality in that, and that we have this beautiful building, but we didn't have any money left over to put art on the wall. <laughs> so what we did is we opened the doors and we said, well, what if we engage the community in a community art gallery? And we run essentially four to five expositions a year. We do an open house for the artist, and then we get the benefit of that, and our doors are open for anyone in the community to walk in and walk through the gallery. Hot Wax, Cold Wax, uh, exhibit by Candice Foret and uh, Brownie Snyder, uh, now at the Zoot Art Gallery. And again, open to the public. That's, that's pretty cool. Um, uh, Tony Rosanova, again, president, Zoot Enterprises here, zootsolutions.com for more information. I, I want to talk about uh, a bit more about this capital impact. Uh, we mentioned $55 million annually in business losses due to inadequate child care. Um, some 57% recognize a shortage. Businesses recognize a shortage of child care. Uh, and, and there's more here. That to say uh, there is an economic impact. Um, and this is why I like the capital, uh, uh, you know, markets kind of approach to things because those you guys are facing a problem 
you need to come up with a solution, and you did. How um, with 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 childcare, and that has led to other things as well, which um, I, I find fascinating. Were you were you worried about getting out of your lane a little bit? You talk about this um, uh, healthy is wellness program as well that um, has sort of expanded. Maybe it's just a door that opened that you couldn't help but go go through. But um, what was that concern about getting out of your lane a little bit? Yeah, I mean, the reality is that you become an expert in your space and you gain trust, reputation, and clients in that space. But if you want to expand or diversify, you have to take some chances. So what we did is we definitely looked at other markets to, to get involved in. And healthcare is a big one. Healthcare affects every single person in this country, every single employer in this country. And the beauty of healthcare for us is that it's a data-based um, problem. There's a tremendous amount of data, but the data doesn't move freely or easily through the system. And what Zoo built its whole business on is managing data at the right time at the right place for financial services companies. So we started uh, a division to go after helping medical and healthcare data systems try to improve that. So Healthy as Wellness is built on an app on our core technology. My Health Navigator, which is another business we partnered with, another Montana native out of Columbus, to help with pharmaceutical data, runs on our technology, on our platform, using our core competency. And essentially, the, the newness is going in and, and gaining trust and um, adding value to another industry. So partnerships with folks like in and out Health um, help us actually advance that. And we really are trying to be true to what we do. We're not trying to be everyone or everything to everyone. We're trying to use our core capabilities and we're trying to make a meaningful impact into things that affect our employees and other employers. And that's been kind of our core principle. And so Zala fits right into that because it helps our employees and it can help other employers. You don't have to be a Zoot to start uh, childcare. You can get a few companies together and we can show you how to actually build a membership so that you could do that. And that's a, and that's really what we're trying to do. Yeah, and that's a question I want to I want to get to. Let me go back to this text message here about how do they keep remote workers engaged? Does their culture struggle or how do they prevent that? Kind of touched on that a little bit, but 10%, I think uh, this was maybe the 2020 study, um, so it's probably more. There's more telecommuting um, than there has been in the past, so to speak. Um, how do you maintain your family culture in that remote atmosphere? Well, first, we have recognized that we're not very good at it, and consequently, we don't work great with a huge remote population because we count on seeing each other face-to-face. And so we put extra energy into it. The programs like Healthy Is, My Health Navigator, things like that, are able to be distributed across the entire population no matter where you are. So we keep them engaged by making sure our programming as a company consider those remote employees. We do drive for um, Zoom calls and things like that, but Zoom just isn't a replacement for looking somebody in the eye. And it's probably the most difficult part of remote for us as a company is to help them feel part of who we are when they're 2,000 miles away. Yeah. So it's, it's difficult. Well, and those those folks are are, are used to uh, sort of being alone. They they'll uh, and, and I don't want to you know paint the wrong picture here, but um, remote work is is generally a lot of work in front of the computer. Um, so as they're probably already kind of hard to engage in the culture. Correct. And so we really have just shifted and said we're going to try to be uh, on site but flexible work environment. 
what did um, Zoot Enterprises learn along the way that can help um, XYZ business with 25 employees? That can help um, the next uh, whatever business with 50 employees. Uh, what kind of advice uh, do you share? Because I know, and I appreciate that, you, you've, you've stepped up in this leadership role and uh, you're at a lot of these conferences and I think you provide valuable information. So a big thanks to that. Um, give, us some, give us some of that now. Sure. I would say the number one thing is remember what your business is all about and remember that your business only exists because of the employees you have. Our number one resource, our most valuable asset is our employee. We have to provide a healthy business with some margins on it so that we can actually take care of our employees, but we have to have healthy employees to have the business we have, and we're not losing sight of that. That's, that's paramount to remember that they're valuable to us, but we have to be a healthy business too, which means you can't say yes to everything. And you shouldn't say no to everything. You've got to, you've got to keep those in check. And then the other um, thing that we tackled was we may not be able to tackle everything. Go find the thing that's impacting your employees that you think you can make a difference on. Whereas we couldn't fix the housing issue, we certainly could do something to help with child care. We certainly could do something to help with health care and definitely something to help each individual be healthier. So we found things we could make a difference in, and then we put all of our resources into that. That child, I mean, the, the housing issue is uh, something we'll probably save for another time. That is going to be, you might t- entirely be out of your lane um, you know, if you're trying to tackle that, but that has a, another tremendous business impact as well. What's the discussion? So for us, I mean, what we did is we have a an office in Billings, and we started recruiting to another Montana community that we have deep roots in and tried to create options so that we could recruit talent and have them have some options in housing. We're going to follow the government's task or the governor's task force on housing and try to see where can we, we participate, help, or it may not be something that we get to make as big an impact on, so we better make an impact in other areas. So when you're rubbing shoulders with five of the largest banks in the world and two of the top global e-commerce sites and four of the top credit card issuers, uh, and then not just, um, you know, in the U.S., but globally as well, and you're doing it there from good old Bozeman, Montana, um, what do they think? Well, one thing for sure, they sure love to come visit us in the summertime because, (laughs) you know, uh, the world loves Montana. There's no question about it. And there's so many valuable resources and assets here. So we invite them out to get to know us. And then we, we are not afraid to let them know that we're human and that family comes first. And what we found is many, many of our clients choose us because of the company we are and the people, not necessarily because of the price and not necessarily because of the technology. They choose the company and the culture and say, we want to work with you. And that is a a sense of pride for us because we want to be good representatives of the state and of of business. I I like this message here. 781-627-5483. Do you have any openings? We do. (laughs) We we are always hiring in each of the different businesses. Our website has those postings right now. Um, And we're, we're looking for people to join our team. What uh, uh, we work hard. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, you you do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, thank. You. What are you guys digging into? I mean, what's uh, maybe you can't mention, or what can you mention that uh, is on the horizon for for Zoot Enterprises? You know, the most powerful thing we can do right now is because of the global economy being what it is. How can we disrupt medical data processing? How can we make it so you, an individual, 
can see your um, medical information and give it to who you want to. Mm. And that is a strategic objective for us because we know we can make a difference there. Wow. All right. And and so we'll be talking again, hopefully in a short while about that, huh? Absolutely. Anytime you want to. Thank you so much for the time. Oh, Tony, thank you again for, uh, for like I say, being a leader in this um, in this field, so to speak. And then um, just having the, the, the presence of mind to be that family oriented and, and take matters into your own hands there. I think that's a great example for folks. And, and this, this past hour has, I think proved that. So, wow. Super. Um, I appreciate that. I'll, uh, when I get to Bozeman, I'll, I'll probably stop over and say hello and, and, uh, and see what this hot wax, cold wax is all about. Please do. We'd love to host you. All right. Thank you, Tony. Appreciate that. Thanks again for joining us for the podcast. And join us daily Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. for more Voices of Montana on local stations all across Montana.